Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. I'm Aloha Bruce. Thanks for tuning in. We got a great podcast for you for this December 6th, 2021. This podcast is not hosted by a wannabe social media influencer or somebody that doesn't know anything about booking Hawaii vacations. I am your host and I am a travel advisor and all we do is help folks plan Hawaii vacations. So glad you are joining us. Today we have got so much to talk about because last week I didn't do the show. Usually around this time uh, we take breaks. We take pretty long breaks. In fact, this time last year we were on a complete vacation to San Francisco. Um, So we we kind of... uh, toggle back a little bit over this period before the holidays because when you're a travel advisor and you're in this business you're working right through the holidays because a lot of people are coming here so we need to be available so we kind of like take off a little bit before the holiday if that makes sense so we sorry we missed you last week i don't think i announced that i was not going to be here so i got a couple of emails where are you bruce so i am here all right let's get to it first of all a big news right now in hawaii is the weather right we got this huge weather front passing through and it's been here for a few days and it's been pouring rain and i know a lot of you have been seeing like that we have blizzard warnings and all this winter weather that's what happens here it gets to be as cold as like 57 degrees in the morning that's really cold for hawaii i mean we woke up i guess it was friday or saturday morning and it was freezing cold i mean really cold um i was just like i i had to put on like extra layers just to go out and do my exercising. So this is what's going on. Now, when these fronts come through, and now typically, if you don't know this, over the holiday, over December, you know, this is usually our rainy season. And invariably, and you never know when it's going to happen in December, we, you know, December, end of January, you know, November, December, January, we get these, these fronts that come through. And this particular front was a mess, and it's still here because it's just very stationary. So, and it's a Kona storm, which is also in usual because it comes from the north so what we have is this stationary weather front that just kind of sits here and just pours rain down on everything and it's a, it's such a shame when i know that people are coming here for their vacations and it's frustrating but the good news is that it's not happening over the holiday but it certainly could happen. So whenever you're booking over this period of time, over the holidays, uh, always remember that you can get some rainy weather. There's always stuff to do. And chances are things won't be canceled. But when they do, when we do have these big storms that come through, and it happens maybe a handful of times in a year, we do get some cancellations. And we're always going to keep you up to date and also find alternatives for you if you're stuck with this rain issue. That's another advantage of having somebody here in Hawaii that can help you with your Hawaii vacation plans. Don't forget to check out our website, hawaii-aloha.com. We're in Hawaii with Hawaii's experts, or you can just give us a call at one 800 843 Chances are there's a agent standing by right now that can help you. So just give us a call. Get involved. You know, we're, we're here to help you, and we can get great deals. So get involved with us. You'll be very happy that you did. All right, let's go over our restaurant. You know, I've been saying that we're going to do a little restaurant-like suggestion each show, each week, because invariably every week, Yaling and I, my beautiful wife Yaling, we always go out 
you know, probably once a week at least. And this week, we actually went out twice. Last week, well, this is two weeks worth of, right? Because we were gone last week. But the week before and last week, went to two restaurants. These are nothing new, these restaurants. Um, the, the first one is Kona Brewing Company, which is out here in Hawaii, Kai. There's a couple of others. There's also one on the Big Island. But basically, I just wanted to tell you what we ordered because everybody knows about these restaurants. And I want to let you know that when you go to restaurants in Hawaii, you want to share. And Yaling and I shared. We got the pork tacos, which we loved, and also a barbecue chicken pizza. And it was perfect. That amount of food was perfect for two people. We were full, actually. I think we even didn't eat one of the tacos. Or actually, we got two tacos because it was cheaper, actually, to get two tacos than the triple taco meal that they had thing. And it was funny because the, the waitress was so kind to tell us that. You know, so we saved a little bit of money. And then I had the Fire Rock Pale Ale beer. You know, because when you go to Kona Brewing Company, obviously it's beer. You know, that would be a great beer to get. It was nice and light. We were there in the afternoon. We actually did the Marina Life thing and took the boat over there and sat and had a beautiful, a beautiful lunch there at Kona Brewing Company. The other thing I wanted to mention was over at Laliha Bakery. You know, they opened up another Laliha Bakery over at the International Marketplace. This is a huge, if you don't know about Liliha Bakery. It should be on your radar if you're coming to Oahu. By the way, both of these restaurants on Oahu and Liliha Bakery everybody knows about it, you know, their Cocoa Puffs and their delicious food and their breakfast and they've been here for ages. But what we never had before, I didn't have it, but Yaling ordered it. It was the Eggs Florentine and it was absolutely magnificent. She got it with the Bay Shrimp in it and it's a soft scrambled egg. Actually, did you get it over easy? You got it over easy with uh, spinach on top of it. And I think it had like cornbread instead of like, you know, the regular muffin. It had cornbread on it and it had like a cucumber dressing type of topping to it. And I tell you, the taste was incredible and it was light and they were small, small and very round. They almost like have like, I don't know, a mold that they put it in. It was just delicious. So I definitely want to tell you about that. Those are our two restaurant picks. Gosh, I got so much to talk about. So I want to get into it and I'll try to get through this as quickly as possible. Uh, The next thing I wanted to talk about was an email I got from uh, Crystal. Crystal has been working with me. She's a podcast listener and we've been going back and forth a couple of times, which happens. Uh, she came to me with some ideas about what she wanted to do for her Hawaii vacation. And then of course she comes back with a lot of the questions once I give my offering of what I was, what I was offering for her. And it brought up a couple of interesting points here, which I wanted to kind of outline because I think you might be struggling with it too. The first thing is about upgrading for hotel rooms. She's looking at the Hilton Hawaiian Village, and there's a huge difference in price to go from what I thought was a kind of a good price value because she was trying to come in at a certain price point. And she's trying to come in here, uh, you know, under 10000 and that's for her hotel and her airfare and her transportation. And I came in around ten with... Um, you know, the resort view at the Hilton Hawaiian Village. And then I used the Kanapali Shores, which was kind of a one bedroom over there on Maui because she wants to go to Maui and the Big Island. I mean, Maui and uh, Oahu. And I just wanted to say when you do that, 
it jacks the price up a lot. You you really do have to consider, is it worth it? And I'm also going to be talking about first-class airfare because we got another email here about first-class airfare, whether that's worth it or not. But you really have to weigh how important it is to have that oceanfront or ocean view room when you consider the price, because really, I think people don't realize that they don't spend as much time in the room as they thought they would. It is nice to have that view. And if you can afford it, if money is no object, then do it. But just be careful with it. I don't think it's really worth it at the Hilton Hawaiian Village. And the reason I say that is because, number one, with a family, you're going to be, you're not going to be in the room a lot. Number two, it is expensive to stay there. Uh, they nickel and dime you on a lot of the things in that property. It wouldn't be my first choice for a lot of folks, but when you have two kids and the you know, like 11 and 12 years old, it really is a good choice because the Hilton Hawaiian Village has all those amenities. It's very kid-friendly, family-friendly, friendly. but keep in mind that all of the resorts in Hawaii are family-friendly. We are a family-friendly destination. So you might want to think about it, Crystal, about whether it's worth it or not to upgrade that. She's also asking about discounts. You know, a lot of times people will come to me and then they'll go, uh, invariably, you're going to go back out and look at the websites and you see all these discounts. We can get all those discounts. You have to weigh it out. Believe me, this is a sales pitch that they're doing. They, they give you these discounts, but they're raising the price. And when you average everything out, our prices are cheaper or we could certainly meet or match or beat them. So that's just one thing I wanted to mention to her. She's also asking a good question about activities because one of the things she wants to do on Oahu is they want to go out to Kualoa Ranch they also want to visit the North Shore, and she's asking whether or not it's it's important to have a car on Oahu for those kinds of things, because I have been talking about it, and if you've been reading about what's going on in Hawaii, you know that there's been problems with transportation and the activity vendors offering transportation. And Kualoa Ranch is one that hasn't really ramped it up yet again. So if you're going to go to Kualoa Ranch on a while, you do need a car, but you don't need a car every day because the parking is expensive. So what I would say is for that day, I would do a North Shore Kualoa Ranch combination. I would drive out there and, uh, and just do it and do both, um, you know, in one day. And I'll be getting back to, hopefully she'll be contacting me back. I hope I hear back from you, Cheryl. You know, definitely want to talk to you about that. Also, Carrie, one of our longtime listeners, is planning a vacation of a lifetime, an anniversary, and he gave me a clean slate. And if you ever want to do that, and you want to trust me to just book it for you and come up with the most amazing vacation that you've ever had, just say, Bruce, go for it, and I will put together a package for you that you will never, ever forget. And he's done that with me. Of course, he knows me for many years. He's been listening to this show for 13 years or so. We're in our 14th year of podcasting. And he... You know, he, he said, go for it. And of course, I put together this great package. And now he says, I want to go first class. Well, again, is first class really worth it? And, you know, the thing about first class is, it's, you know, it's not just while you're on the plane. People who get first class also get a lot of benefits at the airport, even before they even get on the plane. Like TSA, the wait times are a lot less. And you can kind of walk right through security. Also, first-class flyers have access to some of the luxury lounges. Now, you can't really, you know, I know on Delta, you can't. Even if you have first-class, you're not going to get Delta lounge. You have to have an American Express card. But most of the other ones, if you 
are flying first class, you get to go to the lounge, which is kind of nice, especially since you have to get to the airport so early. So you have a lot of time to kill. So if you have that lounge, it's nice. They even have places to get a, some of them have spas and showers and it's really kind of nice, especially if you're doing a long flight and you're traveling international, which you're not really doing if you're coming to Hawaii. It's kind of an international uh, experience. Uh, also, on the plane, of course, you're going to get meals. Usually, it's an upgraded meal. Lately, first class hasn't been that great. And that's one of the things I wanted to mention about first class for Hawaii. And when people think of first class, they kind of think of this experience on the plane that's over the top. In most cases, it is, but a lot of times people think they're getting the pod, you know, where you can lay flat. That's not necessarily the case. In fact, when you're coming to Hawaii, there's very few planes that actually do that. So if you're looking for that kind of experience, especially from the East Coast and you want a flat bed, there's only a few flights that can do that. So always check with us and make sure that you're looking for that kind of experience. And not just regular first class. Most of your flights from the West Coast are just, you know, the bigger seats. It's a little more comfortable. You're at the front of the plane. You do get some of these other perks. Um, also, you know, the check-in and the concierge and some of those other things that we were talking about. A lot of times you also get additional luggage. So if you're a big luggage person, it's always great. And also the pre-boarding and, and some of the stuff. So I think that, you know, as much as it's great to have first class, the cost is so much different. I mean, you know, for this one that I'm doing for Carrie. He's got to go first class, and we're going to do first class for him. But, um, you know, the, the thing is that... It's so much money, you know, it's a few thousand dollars more sometimes per person. And I don't know if it's worth it. In this case, you know, if it's a special occasion, something that you really want to splurge on, do it. You got the money, you've budgeted extra for it, then do it. It makes sense. You know, it is nicer, but it's not exactly over the top and it, you know for for three or four thousand dollars you know you can do a lot with that money you can almost do a whole nother vacation for that kind of money so you may want to consider just upgrading maybe to economy plus which a lot of my clients do if they are considering you know they need more room or they wanted more space or want a little more comfort in the case of splurging then yeah you just do the first class maybe you've never done it before it's the first time you've ever done it and sometimes people you know if you have points you can upgrade with points, and that's really the best way to use points is for upgrades. But keep in mind for Hawaii, it's always more points than other destinations and international destinations. We don't have the big, you know, you're not going to find any of the airlines. I know we don't have Emirate Airlines or, you know, some of these airlines that you see that are, you know, have this first class that's like, you know, have TV sets and like, I don't know, you get massages on the plane. I don't know, it's crazy what they're doing on some of these planes. They have like separate areas with bars. You're not going to find that for Hawaii. So just keep that in mind. All right, let's get to it because, you know, there's been a lot of news here and I want to bring everybody up to date with what's happening with the rules island by island here in Hawaii. There's a lot of confusion. I understand the confusion. Sometimes I even get confused. And I think the biggest news is right after Thanksgiving, the governor said that each of the individual island mayors are going to be able to make decisions about emergency orders. So each island kind of now is in charge of their own emergency rules. And so um, mayors now have the flexibility to adjust these emergency regulations according, accordingly. So let's get into some of these differences. The main thing that happened recently, you know, on Oahu, which was great, was that 
they removed the restriction for restaurants. So they don't no longer need the three or six foot distance between the tables. So now the restaurants are actually actually operating at full capacity, which has been great because you know, it interfered with the restaurant reservations that people were making. You know, people couldn't get restaurant reservations because they, you know, they had less room in the restaurant. So I think that was like the biggest thing that happened uh, over the last week or so here in Hawaii. Nate. So let's just go over statewide. The safe travel program does remain in place at least through January 28th under this current emergency order. Um, the Hawaii's mask mandate requires that all persons have to wear a mask while visiting indoor public spaces. That's the way it works, um, with exceptions for persons, people that are going to be dining out outside or when a person is uh, eating or drinking under two years old. And people who have respiratory or medical conditions also are exempt of this rule. But you do need a, on Oahu and Maui, you still need your your vaccine card to enter the restaurant. So make sure you bring that with you. And I always like to have the physical copy. It's easier than having it on your phone. I noticed that, that, um, you know, I tried putting it on my phone and just having it all available digitally, but you have to pull it up. You got to wait in line. You know, you got, it's a little bit more of a hassle. If you have the physical card, you just pull it out and hand it to them. It just seems a lot easier. It's easier for them to read too, I think, when they're looking at it. So let's go island by island and see what each of these mayors have done or doing now that they have this kind of emergency power. Over on the big island, which is also called the Hawaii Island. That's actually the name of it, but we call it the Big Island because it just makes it easier. The mayor over there is prohibiting indoor social gatherings of more than 25 people and outdoor gatherings of more than 100. So gatherings include festival, concerts, parties, weddings, and funerals. So that's a big change because now more than, you know, you can get up to 100 people at an event which is really wonderful, especially for people that are grieving and going through these funerals. You know, this has been something that's been very difficult for folks. Um, Over on Kauai, uh, Mayor uh, Derek uh, Kawakami, in his order for the Garden Island, he says social gatherings have been limited to 40 people indoors and 100 outdoors. So they're a little bit more lenient there on indoors. And events that exceed the limit require the event organizer who will ensure that the attendees are fully vaccinated or have proof of a negative COVID-19 test within 24 hours of starting event. So he's requiring that these, uh, I guess somehow these organizers or the coordinators are going to be kind of monitoring it and reporting back. I'm not sure how that reporting gets done, but that is what the mayor over there has done. Now on Maui, which includes Lanai and Molokai, Uh, Mayor Victorino is lifting all outdoor restrictions as an expansion of their Safer Outdoors um, initiative. So indoor non-commercial social gatherings are still limited up to 10 people. And indoor commercial events planned for more than 75 participants require an exemption from the county. So a lot of this really isn't going to impact you guys, but it kind of gives you an idea of uh, really the scope of what these mayors are doing. They're not really changing much. They're really focused a lot on these outdoors and the multiple outdoor uh, activities where there's a lot of people. Over on Oahu, on Oahu um, all capacity limits and social distancing requirements for large events and 
and social gatherings have been lifted completely. So uh, Mayor Blangiardi has done that. And these large events without food or drink service can operate it with a mask-only requirement. They don't need a vaccine. They don't need a COVID-19 test. So events with food and drink service must have the uh, negative COVID-19 test or proof of vaccination within 48 hours of the event. So a lot of this is kind of um, impacting folks who are going to be doing groups or if you are coming here as a group and so that you know a little bit. But otherwise, pretty much it's been business as usual. You know, if you're coming here in the next week or so or in the next month or so, just plan on you know, presenting that negative COVID-19 test or the vaccine card when you go to restaurants, and we are continuing to mask up. Hawaii is probably not going to stop doing that for a while. So please, um, you know, be a respectful tourist. Make sure that when you come here, you do respect the Aina here and Malama Hawaii and follow the rules because we are very COVID aware here. And, you know, the results speak for themselves. Look at the numbers here. We're, I think, the lowest... You in the nation for COVID and we are the most protective of it. So it really makes sense to follow the rules here and help us keep this, at least keep Hawaii open for travel. Okay. Because there's no place else to go. If you look at what's going on with COVID-19 and uh, all of the restrictions that are going on. Well, I've gotten really long winded, had to do an extra long podcast. I really do want to talk about flying direct to Hawaii. Um, I'll just save that for the next podcast because there's a lot to talk about that. Many people ask me that about flight times and flying to Hawaii. So I'm going to do a whole podcast about that next week. All right, that's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up for my beautiful wife, Yaling, and all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel. Make sure you check out our website, by the way, hawaii-aloha.com, or give us a call at 1-800-843-8771. If you haven't figured it out, that's all we do here is help you get out of that rabbit hole and book Hawaii vacations. That's that's what we do here. We also have all-inclusive vacations. We also have a tour company. So get involved. We also have condos available, a very great price for uh, podcast listeners. If you're coming to Oahu, we have two beautiful condos here that we just offer you guys, $139 a night, no tax. I mean, that includes the tax and no resort fee, and they're beautiful. So get in touch with me about that. All right. So that'll do it. That'll wrap it up. I'll say aloha and mahalo.